you know, just when you think you hit a new low with this man, it, it, like the, the bottom falls out. And I've never personally, I've never seen something like this in my life. I'm not going to show it to you. For those of you who are into politics and watching me, I think you've seen it by now. But obviously the president put out a reprehensible tweet a couple days ago aimed at uh, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, who is a representative from Minnesota. She's one of the first Muslim women to ever be elected in the United States Congress. Um, she is, I think, uh, politically speaking, very brave. Uh, she has brought up some of the most uh, you know, sacred cow issues in Congress, which would be Israel. Full disclosure, I'm Jewish. My father and my older brother are super, super Jewish to the point of my father might as well be the prime minister of Israel. So these are not people who necessarily are, love themselves, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Just keeping it real. Uh, my father, I love him, uh, but on this we do not agree. Um, he is, you know, he went to a fairly religious camp when he was younger and thinks Israel could do no wrong, and that's just how he is. And I really talked to him about Israel because, you know, it, you know I'm not going to change my father's mind. Uh, my older brother is also uh, fairly religious. He's a little bit more uh, reasonable uh, when it comes to Israel possibly doing things wrong. But in my view, Ilhan Omar has not attacked Jewish people. She has attacked our government being bought off by APAC, which is a huge Israeli lobbying uh, organization that has bought off our politicians. And if you go through presidential candidates, senators, congressmen, they get a lot of money from APAC and other uh, Jewish influence organizations. So by pointing that out, Ilhan Omar pointing that out and saying, uh, maybe we shouldn't be setting policy based on what APAC wants and how much money APAC gives you. What she's saying is no different than what Bernie Sanders is saying about the healthcare industry or the fossil fuel industry or big pharmaceutical companies or Silicon Valley or fill in your you know, real estate developers. The list goes on. Big agricultural. She's talking about the Israel lobby. I, as a Jew, do not find that anti-Semitic. I don't. Do I agree with her on everything? No, I don't. But do I think that our politicians are bought by APAC? Absolutely. Because if Israel is, as we call it, the most gorgeous and the best democracy uh, in the Middle East, and that's why United States supports Israel, because it is the only democracy in the Middle East, well, well, isn't it kind of undemocratic to scream anti-Semitism anytime somebody has a critique on Israel? Like, what you know? I've seen, I've heard the I've heard uh, pundits in America criticize uh, you know leaders in the United Kingdom or Paris or Germany. So why is it that a United States congressman congresswoman can't criticize? United States politicians having un, in, undue influence by Israel. That doesn't mean she's anti-Semitic, but that has been used by Trump, the Republicans, and frankly, spineless Democrats to make Ilhan Omar seem like she's anti-Semitic. Now, when she tweeted out, it's all about the Benjamins, I know what she intended to tweet, but it, did, it could be misinterpreted that you are talking about... Um, uh, you know, Jews run the world or Jews run the economy or whatever. I think that's how some people took it. I don't think that's how she meant it. I also think, I don't really think she had to apologize. I thought she should have just clarified, hey, here's what I meant. 
I think her apology was a pressure campaign by Nancy Pelosi and this and that. Other than that, I don't think her statements are wrong. And this statement that she made about 9-11 has been wildly, wildly misconstrued intentionally. They have been misconstruing it and spinning it to mean something entirely different. Do I agree that she basically said, um, you know, uh, just because some people did something on 9-11 doesn't mean that Muslims and people who are Muslim in America should have their civil liberties attacked. She's right. Now, can the term some people be misinterpreted like she's diminishing what happened? I guess. But I think it was very clear if you watch it that what she was talking about is terrorists who do not represent the Muslim faith. They their representation is a bastard, their um, beliefs, jihad is a bastardization of the Muslim faith. So some individuals, I actually think would have been a better way of saying it, some individuals and what they did on 9-11 should not, you know, cast a whole broad brush over the Muslim faith, which is what Donald Trump has tried to do since he walked down that escalator and since he as a presidential candidate, proposed a Muslim ban. And this is a message that is right. She is right. There has been an Islamophobia since 9-11. And by the way, the holy sacred uh, Robert Mueller, who you know Democrats have uh, spun as Jesus of Nazareth, he could do no wrong, when he was FBI director after 9-11, guess what he did? He rounded up Muslims after 9-11 and detained them for questioning. Indiscriminately, by the way, in addition to in front of Congress going along with the weapons of mass destruction nonsense. So that is, you know, Islamophobia is a real thing. And remember, if I haven't said so, press the like button. Don't forget to press the like button. More people that like, more people that will see this not live stream. So Ilhan Omar says, uh, you know, just because some people did something on 9-11 doesn't mean, uh, it has nothing to do with the Muslim religion. Terrorists did that. Now, again, I'm not trying to have it both ways. I don't think she said anything wrong. I really don't. I, would I have preferred her to say some individuals rather than some people? Yes, only because her message is super strong, but she needs to realize both Republicans and Democrats are going to try and doctor and spin and, and, and di- distract and distort what she's trying to say. So it's unfortunate that you have to be even extra cognizant of the smear machine, not just coming from the right, but coming from the left. And let's call it what it is, Nancy Pelosi, you know, all these, uh, you know, Jerry Nadler, all these people, they're not liberal, they're not even progressive, they're Republicans, just, you know, dressed up a little nicer than Trump and them. So really, it's reprehensible that Donald Trump, you know, could, could they have said, uh, you know, you should have said the word individuals. Okay, you want to say that? Fine. Maybe she should have said just because some individual terrorist did something doesn't mean you should paint a broad brush. I can understand why two 9-11 families and this and that, even though it's not how she intended it to say that, they might have misinterpreted what she said because you have the Fox News propaganda machine and the President of the United States further pushing that propaganda. So Donald Trump, and I'm not going to show it because I'm not going to perpetuate Uh, the reprehensible tweet, puts out a tweet along the lines of, we will never forget, or we must always remember, with a video, I don't know where he got the video, superimposing the burning Twin Towers 
and Ilhan Omar's speech, not so subtly putting a target on a, the, one of the first elected Muslim congresswomen in this country. Not only does he, is he putting a target on her back and the death threats have been coming in fast and furious, he is not so subtly trying to frame her as a terrorist. That's what that tweet by our president was. He was trying to frame her as a terrorist. And Twitter, what have they done? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because Twitter, you know, they ban progressives, they ban kooky conservatives for God knows what. A lot, of, a lot of times it's totally arbitrary and doesn't really follow any coherent policy. But when the president of the United States literally is inciting a hit, I'm not being dramatic. What he's doing is going to incite loose cannons who are anti-Muslim and racist and bigoted and delusional and mentally ill to target not just Ilhan Omar, but her family, her friends, and those linked to her. This is what the President of the United States is doing. And Fox News is aiding in. And frankly, the Democratic Party is not so silently complicit. Nancy Pelosi comes out originally, doesn't even use Ilhan Omar's uh, name, her first response to this, to this and, and, and kind of say, you know, kind of straddles the line between, well, although we need to, you know, be somewhat, uh, we need to be cognizant of 9-11 and blah, 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 but the president shouldn't be doing this. No, it should have been unequivocal defense of Ilhan Omar by name. Same thing with, you know, progressive, who's not a progressive, he's a republic, he's a skinny, skinny jeans, stand on top of a bar, uh, progressive, better O'Rourke, didn't say Ilhan Omar's name in her tweet, in his tweet. Same with, you know, mayor of the week, America's mayor that CNN and MSNBC are prostituting themselves over right now, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, said a nice little tweet, didn't mention her name. Why is that? Is that a tacit kind of wink-wink? We take a lot of money from pro-Israel people, and we don't want to defend her, but we also can't be silent, so we're going to kind of do a, do a mix of nothing. We're going to say this is reprehensible, but not actually say the person's name. Of course, Bernie Sanders came out with a strong statement. But on the same token, got to keep it real, to Bernie Sanders, very disappointing that he has been silent on Julian Assange, which I spoke with Dr. Jill Stein about in our interview, which is up on this channel. We spoke yesterday, and that's up in full if you want to watch that interview. So Donald Trump follows up today. <laughs> it, it, it's still sometimes, I just feel like I'm being punked. Before Nancy, who has lost all, who has lost all control of Congress as, and is getting nothing done, decides to defend her leader, Rep. Omar, she should look at the anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, and ungrateful U.S. hate statements Omar has made. She is out of control, except for her control, except for her control of Nancy. First of all, and a lot of you are not going to like this, but I, I always tell you I keep it real, whether you like it or not. I can't stand Nancy Pelosi. I cannot stand her. She's a Republican. I'd rather her come out as a Republican and stop pretending to be progressive. She has done more as a Democrat, other than Obama and the Clintons, to stifle progress than anyone I could think of. Her, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Hillary Clinton, and Bill should go to a deserted island and never come back, as far as I'm concerned. But the President of the United States should call her Speaker Pelosi. Okay? I'm calling her Nancy because I'm not the President of the United States. And when I tweet, I tweet Speaker Pelosi. She's the Speaker of the House, and the President of the United States should respect that office and the fact that she, is, she was the first woman Speaker, whether you like her or not. 
So number one, that's reprehensible. But Omar, she should look at the anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, ungrateful U.S. hate statements from Omar. I have seen Ilhan Omar make statements um, celebrating uh, Jewish holidays, uh, celebrating the Jewish people, making a point to say, I'm not against Jewish people, I have Jewish friends, but I have certain criticisms of Israel, and I have criticisms of APAC, which is a highly influential lobbying firm. And you know what? God bless them. If my father is watching right now, if my mother is watching right now, they're not going to be happy with me, because again, they're very pro-Israel, but I have to speak to what I believe. And I'm pro-Israel. I'm not going to lie. Some of you might not like it either. But I don't think Israel could do no wrong. I think Netanyahu is Dick Cheney in Israel. Um, and I think Israel has indiscriminately responded in many, in many situations to the Palestinians. But that's not what we're even talking about. She's talking about that in Congress, our politicians are bought by APAC. That is not denouncing Israel. That is not saying uh, we should totally cut ties with Israel and blah, blah, blah. She's not, I haven't heard her say Israel is a terror state. I haven't heard her say any of these things. She's saying policy towards Israel or any other country should not be dictated how much money these politicians are taking from influential uh, lobbying organizations. That's not anti-Semitic. And it, frankly, it is it is a um, insult to people who experience real anti-Semitism because anti-Semitism incidents are up not just in the United States but around the world, especially in Europe, over the last few years. So by crying anti-Semitism, whenever someone has a credible cr critique of Israel, you are part of the problem. But right now, I want to point out who really is part of the problem. Jack Dorsey at Twitter. And I don't really care if this gets me screwed more on Twitter because they're already uh, uh, suppressing my Twitter. I have like 80, almost 86,000 Twitter followers at Jordan Sheridan, if you haven't followed me. We're at status coup, by the way, at status coup. However, somehow my tweets barely get seen. And I have people all, all the time being like, are you still on Twitter? Because I never see your tweets. People who follow me. Interesting, Jack. But how is it that the president of the United States puts out a tweet that puts a video makes a video mixing a, a Muslim congresswoman with the burning towers, a direct, it's, it's harassment, it's incitement, it's violent. Nothing happens to the president. Could it be that Twitter gets money from Republicans? Could it be that Twitter gets money from Democrats who are very, very pro-Israel and are buying into this smear that she's anti-Israel? Could it be? Twitter has no credibility on who should be suspended or who's violating uh, you know, terms of service because that reprehensible tweet by our president is still up. And it's not just Nancy Pelosi. Chuck Schumer has not said a word. Maybe, maybe as this goes up, he has said something. But as I'm recording this, he hasn't said a word. So the Democrats are complicit. Finally, Nancy Pelosi came out later after her first spineless tweet saying, I have contacted the, you know, uh, security to check in on uh, Congresswoman Ilhan's uh, safety and called on the president to take down the tweet. Thank you for doing it. Too late. Bernie Sanders, uh, yesterday it came out that Bernie Sanders sent a letter uh, to the Center for American Progress. Uh, that's the actual name of it, but let's keep it real. It is actually the Center for American Plutocrats. That's really what we're talking about here. 
Uh, so that's how I'll phrase it. Bernie Sanders sent this letter on April 13th to the Center for American Plutocrats, dear members of the board of the Center of American Progress and CAP Action Fund. I write to express my deep concern and disappointment with the destructive role that the Center for American Progress and its affiliated action fund arm are playing in the critical mission to defeat Donald Trump. Great framing. Last week, you published an article on Think Progress criticizing me for my appearance and for the income I earned from writing a book. Then, a day later, you published a video uh, that dishonestly attacked me for hypocrisy in my effort to address income inequality in America, a video that was excitedly discussed on many conservative websites. Sadly, I'm not the only candidate in the 2020 field who has experienced personal attacks from your institution. My friend and colleague Elizabeth Warren was unfairly targeted by a November 2017 article on Think Progress that echoed Donald Trump's bad faith claims that she was being a hypocrite about her ancestry. That attack that was linked on the Drudge Report and immediately immersed her into a rather unhelpful debate. Again, in October 2018, you published an article stating that she was hurting Native American people. That's not all. In February of this year, an article on Think Progress attacked another friend and colleague of mine, Cory Booker. Lee, get better friends. For moving in a progressive direction and joining with me on a prescription drug importation bill. Center for American Progress leader Neera Tandon repeatedly calls for unity while simultaneously maligning my staff and supporters and belittling progressive ideas. I worry that the corporate money cap is receiving is inordinately and inappropriately influencing the role it's playing in the progressive movement. (laughs) That's an understatement. I and other Democratic candidates are running campaigns based on principles and ideas and not engaging in mudslinging or personal attacks on each other. Meanwhile, the Center for American Progress is using its resources to smear Senator Booker, Warren, and myself, among others. This is hardly the way to build unity or to win the general election. I will be informing my grassroots supporters, a.k.a. we're coming for you, Nira, of the foregoing concerns that I have about the role CAP is playing. Should your actions evolve in the coming months, I'm happy to consider what kind of partnership we could have. This this counterproductive negative campaigning needs to stop. The Democratic primary must be a campaign of ideas, not of bad faith smears. Please help play a constructive role in the effort to defeat Donald Trump. Thank you for your attention to this important matter, and I await your reply. Sincerely, Bernie Sanders. Burn, baby, burn. I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but Jesus, that was good. So before I get... Before I go on, I want to I also uh, remind you, and for you new subscribers, because we got a lot of new subscribers over the weekend, I said this when they named Fai Shakur, Fai Shakir, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's the first Muslim to run a campaign, a uh, presidential campaign. Um, he used to be with the ACLU, but sources I have when, I, when he was named the campaign manager, uh, sources I have kind of in Bernie's world, uh, I don't want to go further because they're, you know, they don't want to be uh, named, said this guy will, ha- will push Bernie to take the gloves off. And if you remember when I was at the Young Turks, that was my main critique of Bernie Sanders' 2016 campaign. It wasn't policy, but I said, you know, you're showing up to a knife fight. I mean, you're facing the Clinton machine. This is a national, maybe international, political mafia. I mean, let's call it what it is. And you're facing, you know, people coming with machetes, you know, carrying a spoon. And I get it. Bernie Sanders' 2016 campaign was understaffed for the most part. 
and just, you know, treading water in a lot of ways. They were up against the national establishment, the state establishment, uh, each state and their democratic leaders, the local establishment, the, the media establishment. They were up against it. But I said to Bernie, like, Bernie, take off the gloves. But Bernie, uh, at the time, I was told, you know, he views that as negative campaigning. And I said, it's not negative campaigning to go after someone who is intellectually, dishonestly smearing you. And there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people knocking on doors for you in 2016. So you're not, you're not just being attacked. They are being attacked by these people. If, if Neera Tannen and the Center for American Progress want to come out today and say, we are a moderate, in their words, we are a mo- democratic and moderate think tank. We believe in business-oriented policy. Uh, we believe that there should be a free market, and we embrace capitalism. If they want to basically come out and say, we are not progressive, but we are a moderate to right-wing think tank, then we could have a debate on ideas. But if they want to pretend to be progressive, and let's also point out that it's not just near a tandem. Center for American Progress is linked at the hip to David Brock, who is the slime of the earth, and by the way, has terrible breath, I should tell you, secrets from the campaign trail. It was very difficult for me holding a microphone in his face when I was at the Young Turk because his breath was overpowering. Sorry, I know a cheap shot, but I had to say it. So they're all linked. So correct the record, this army of paid trolls. You want to talk about the influence Russian trolls have on our democracy? Go look at correct the record, whose coordinated campaigns have gone after Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard, Nina Turner, Elizabeth Warren, journalists, including me, Neera Tandon has had a field day at times on me uh, and, you know, used false information about me because what they tried to do is eliminate threats to their order. And their order is rich, wealthy Democrat and Republican donors, banks, fossil fuel companies, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates. This is not a center for American progress. This is a center for American plutocrats and should be called as such. So you're already seeing, I got, in 2016, you would not see Bernie Sanders do this. So now he is a campaign manager who from day one said, we are in it to win from the start. I don't think Bernie Sanders actually was running in 2016 in the beginning to win. He was running to move things to the left and move Hillary Clinton to the left. I think it was only midway that he was like, oh my God, I could win. This campaign's mentality is, no, 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 we're going to win, and we're going to win from day one. And that's why their strategy is very focused on winning the first five states, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, and California. So Bernie Sanders also sent an email out, sisters and brothers. Sisters and brothers, just like that, our campaign is under attack from the corporate establishment. This week, an organization that is the epitome of the political establishment, Center for American Progress, unleashed and, and promoted an online attack video against Bernie. And be- behind the scenes, on the day Bernie introduced his Medicare for All bill, they held a conference call with reporters attacking the bill. That is the Center for American Progress's real goal, trying to stop Medicare for All and our progressive agenda. CAP's leadership has been pretty upfront about their disdain for Bernie and for all of us. They see our political revolution as a threat to their privilege and influence. So today, we have to do something very important. We have to send a message that their attacks will only make our campaign stronger. And we have to do it in the language they understand best. Make a $3, do- make a $3 donation to our campaign 
as a way of saying you've had enough, blah, 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 blah. The Center for American Progress is an organization whose massive annual budget is bankrolled by billionaires and corporate executives that profit from finance, pharmaceutical companies, fossil fuels, and sending American jobs overseas. Last year alone, they took funding from financial giants like Bank of America and Blackstone, whose CEO is chair of Trump's business council and is leading Republican donor. Before that, they cashed checks from companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Pfizer, Walmart, and defense contractors like General Dynamics and BAE Systems. They also took hundreds of thousands of dollars from the fossil fuel-pumping United Arab Emirates while the country was bombing innocent civilians in Yemen, a war Bernie has led the fight to end. The Center for American Progress has deep connections to the economic and political elites who have done so much damage to working families in every zip code. And what we must do today is send a message that we are prepared to fight back against those who are working day and night to defeat our movement. There's another link for the donation. The establishment is panicked because together we are building a campaign that is on its way to winning the Democratic nomination, beating Trump and transforming America. If we come together to show that we won't tolerate their attacks, organizations like Center for American Progress will think twice before attacking our campaign. So... Before I get to Cap's response, I want to point out, if you don't know what he's talking about, Center for American Progress, after it came out that Bernie Sanders is now officially a millionaire, he wasn't a millionaire, but he wrote a a best-selling book basically bashing millionaires that got him to a million uh, dollars. Uh, I know it's hard to have nuance in America, uh, and definitely the media isn't down with nuance because it upsets their narrative. Bernie Sanders being a millionaire has absolutely nothing to do with his message. It doesn't counter- contradict his message. It does nothing to his message. Bernie Sanders has never, ever attacked someone for the pure uh, thing of being a millionaire. He's never said, the problem is being a millionaire, period, or being a billionaire, period. The problem is when these millionaires and these billionaires, or shall I say, these millionaires and billionaires when they rig the political system to keep as much money as possible, a.k.a. hoard as much money as possible. When they rig the system so they don't have to pay taxes, when they rig the system so they get de- their industries deregulated, when they rig the system where cities and states bend over, cut services that working people and the poor need to give them tax subsidies and all sorts of goodies. I'm talking to you, Amazon. I'm talking to you, Walmart. I'm talking to you, fast food industries, when millionaires and billionaires buy our government, which has been like that basically since the late 1970s. That's what Bernie Sanders has always stood for. He doesn't mind millionaires that are willing to pay their fair share. He doesn't mind millionaires that haven't cheated to get ahead. He doesn't mind millionaires that pay their workers a living wage. So this whole thing that Think Progress put out there You know, uh, oh, they put out a smear video of him because he's now officially a millionaire. I mean, this is something you'd expect from Fox News. But a progressive think tank attacking him because he's a millionaire? Yeah, FDR was filthy rich. He was progressive. He ushered in the New Deal. Jack Kennedy, JFK, who the CIA killed, by the way, he was filthy rich. He wanted to end the military-industrial complex. He wanted to pull out of Vietnam. He wanted to end the Cold War, and that was going to take money away from people in his economic bracket. Okay, so being a millionaire is not the problem. Being a degenerate, tax-dodging, 
work uh, employee starving millionaire and billionaire is the problem. And Think Progress knows this, but Think Progress is a front group for the corporate democratic establishment. Period. End of story. So, Neera Tandon. Let's see her her response. The Orient, uh, Neera Tandon, president and CEO for the Center of American Progress, released the following statement today. The orientation of CAP is to positively engage with all the political leaders about the country's future. Of course. Think Progress is editorially independent of CAP and CAP action. To be clear, Think Progress was the one who put out this video attacking Bernie as a millionaire, and Center for American Progress claims Think Progress is completely, it's separation of church and state. We have nothing to do with each other. Think Progress is editorially independent of CAP and CAP Action, which is what has made it valuable as a news outlet. Similarly, we at CAP can form our own opinions of their work. We believe the content of the Think Progress video critiquing Senator Sanders is overly harsh and does not reflect our approach to a constructive debate of the issues. Yeah, of course you think it's harsh after Bernie Sanders came after you. You suddenly think it's harsh. So there's a lot to say about this. Let's start with more information on who the Center for American Plutocrats is. As of 12, 2013, Center for American Plutocrats corporate donors, including Walmart, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, defense contractor Northrop Grumman, America's Health Insurance Plans, and Eli Lilly and Co. That sounds pretty progressive to me. What about you? Other large cap donors include Embassy of the United Arab Emirates, who is the human rights violations from UAE is unspeakable. Goldman Sachs, who crashed our financial, our global financial system and got off scot-free. Bank of America, who is also part of that racket. Google, who's destroying the world by censoring free speech and basically suppressing anti-war voices and liberal voices and progressive voices in their ranks. Time Warner, who actually was the parent company of CNN until last year and incidentally is Kamala Harris's biggest donor. Go figure. And Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America. That sounds super progressive to me. What about you? Glenn Greenwald. Beyond the corporate funders and foreign regimes that fund CAP, Neeratandon hides many of its largest funders behind a wall of anonymity, refusing to disclose who funds them. So the largest DC Dem think tank is sustained with dark money. Here's a post from them, $1,000 or more donors. That's interesting. You got Fidelity, Ford Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates, the Hutchins family, Joyce Foundation, Jonathan and Jeannie, Levine, Sandler, Silicon Valley, Tomcat, and five anonymous donors. Isn't that interesting? Who the hell knows? Who knows? Could be the Koch brothers. Could be, well, we know George Soros has given money to them. Could be Exxon. I mean, who the hell knows? Who's funding Center for American Progress? I thought this was interesting, too. And on cue, Center for American Plutocrats just sent around a statement responding to Sanders that includes, as a related resource, a 2008 post on Think Progress by his campaign manager. His campaign manager used to work there. Regarding Think Progress's editorial independence. So they're basically trying to say, use a post uh, Bernie's former campaign manager wrote while at Think Progress to say, look, Bernie's campaign manager, when he was there, wrote a post saying we're independent. Only Bernie's campaign manager then set him straight. As Maddie Iglesias will, will remember well, even the drafting and publishing of this post wasn't independent. 
happy to talk to any journalists who want to discuss editorial independence if that's the, the debate they want to have. He's basically saying, uh, Neera Tandon was breathing down our throat while we were writing this. It wasn't independent of the Center for American Plutocrats. Lee Fong, great reporter of The Intercept. Since we're on the subject, when I was an investigative reporter for Think Progress, I was asked to visit Comcast's lobbying office in Washington, D.C. CAP officials said Comcast was a major donor to CAP, and I should take a moment and hear their side of the story on telecom issues. Hey, that sounds like any reporter I know. And, I, you know, I'm not blaming Lee. He was working there, but... Yeah, reporters, when you're working on a story that might be critical of uh, Comcast, who do we want to meet? They're lobbyists who, ooh, wait a minute. We should hear their side of the story because they're a major donor. Does that sound like a progressive think tank or a front group for the corporate right-wing democratic establishment? Benjamin uh, Armbruster. There's been a lot of talk about the editorial independence of Think Progress from CAP in response to today's news. Seeing that this is a topic I happen to know quite about, quite a bit about, I will offer what I know. I was the national security news vertical editor, which no longer exists at Think Progress, from roughly 2011 to 2014. In late 2011, early 2012, we were smeared by the right-wing pro-Israel lobby and their allies as pro-Iran and anti-Semites because we were writing stories that were critical of Israeli government policies that makes the two-state solution more difficult and writing pieces critical of going to war with Iran and supportive of democracy. and supportive of diplomacy with Iran. Instead of vigorously defending our work, CAP, led by Neera Tandon, mildly backed us in public at first, but behind the scenes, Neera and others began monitoring and censoring our work on Iran and Israel. That's been written about so you could Google it. But I remember once a CAP senior staffer told me that Benjamin Netanyahu's name was not to appear in any stories I wrote or edited. Talk about independence. A few months before, in the fall of 2011, and this hasn't been reported before, a senior CAP national security staffer demanded that we stop writing about Saudi human rights violations because a Saudi prince was in town and this staffer was trying to solicit donations. you got to be kidding me. Anyway, it was after that smear campaign against us that there seemed to be a steady campaign to portray in public and reality think progress as editorially independent from CAP. I really have no insider insights into how successful Think Progress was in securing its editorial independence. But back in March of 2014, the editor-in-chief, whom I like and respect, was quoted as saying, Think Progress is editorially independent. But the Podesta emails revealed by WikiLeaks shows a 2016 email in which the very same editor-in-chief, his name is Jed Legume, changed a headline that was critical of Hillary at the request of Neera Tandon. Also, Think Progress staffers, both current and recent, former strenu- recently former, strenuously object to claims that Think Progress isn't independent from CAP. It seems they have negotiated this independence into their union contract, although I'm not really sure what that means. But the odd thing about pointing to this story is that it notes that BuzzFeed was first to report. All right, this this uh, uh, this is not. I'm not going to read the rest because it's not really relevant, but. Here's more about their independence from Lee Fong, who used to work there. 
There are many progressives at Think Progress Cap working to make the world a better place, but there are also many partisan hacks, and even worse, hacks literally paid by special interests to peddle influence for corporations at the expense of the public interest. Here are a few. Cap AF board member Hillary Rosen, who's on CNN all the time, is a partner at SD, SD, SKD Knickerbocker. SDK Knickerbocker helped junk food companies lobby against Michelle Obama's school nutrition standards, managed a massive lobby campaign to cut corporate taxes, helped TransCanada build support for Keystone XL Pipeline. Whew! Feel the progressive progress there. Cap Board President Tom Daschle is a registered lobbyist for Comcast, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Aetna CVS. Daschle, his filings showed, is paid to help the health insurance industry shape the Trump administration's disastrous new rule, on the individual market. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Cap fellow Rudy DeLeon earns over $300,000 a year as a board member to General Dynamics, one of the largest armed contractors in the world. DeLeon regularly publishes pieces for Cap supporting strengthened security ties to Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, all clients of GD. Cap fellow Brian Kettles simultaneously works at the influence peddling firm Albright Stonebridge Group. Emails leaked from UAE ambassadors show he helped foreign dictatorships lobby the Trump administration. He has a long history of censoring think progress on foreign policy issues. So what's so amazing about this is you have, you have Neera Tandon, her disciples, you know, on Twitter, it's the same accounts that are constantly attacking progressives. And they're, they're, talking point has always been, who is Bernie Sanders to define what a progressive is? Who, is who, who are these Bernie bros who they help push that BS bullshit narrative? Who are these people to define what is a progressive and what is not? Sounds like people who don't want to be called out for not being progressive. It's not only that they're not progressive, they're not even liberal. They are Republicans and they are neocons. All of them. Neera Tandon is not a president of a think tank. She's a president of a front group. WikiLeaks, and I could show you more of this tomorrow. WikiLeaks, there were so many emails, so many emails from the Podesta leaks showing Neera Tandon was basically working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. As an unofficial advisor, and like one, uh, like one of those tweets said, was dictating to Think Progress's editor-in-chief, changes headline is too critical of Hillary. So enough, you know, they're lucky that the Notre Dame Cathedral is burning. Maybe this would get more attention, but the news is diverted to that, understandably. But this is not a liberal think tank, and I am glad that Bernie Sanders is finally taking the gloves off because you cannot, you cannot, defeat, you cannot defeat extreme conservatism with country club conservatism. That's what Think Progress is. That's what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are. You can't defeat reprehensible extremes like Donald Trump, Steve King, Ted Cruz with, you know, people you could take to the country club and sound better. And they're not as, you know, viscerally racist and this and that, but their policies are racist. Their policies are anti-progressive. Their policies are regressive. Their policies are pro-corporate. Their policies are pro-war. They are not a contrast to those extreme conservatives. So when you hear people criticizing Jimmy Dore or me or Lee Camp or 
Glenn Greenwald or Jamal Thomas, uh, Kyle Kalinske, um, Mike from the Humanist Report. I don't know who else I'm leaving out. It's not that these folks, I don't want to speak for them, but it's not that these folks don't want to defeat Trump, don't want to defeat extreme conservatism. Trust me, I would love to do more videos critiquing Republicans, but if we don't call out the Democratic Party, we're not going to be defeat those extreme conservatives because you can't defeat extreme conservatism with country club faux progressivism. You can't do it. The Democratic Party has lost over a thousand seats in the last decade, and they are very, very lucky in 2018 that they were running against Trump in the midterms because that's why the Democrats won. It's not because they had a lot of like, eh, milk toast centrist candidates, but Trump's popularity, especially shrinking among suburban mothers and suburban women, helped the Democratic Party, and they had a lot of actual progressives running. Look at that. And a record number of women, which is a good thing. But if, Bernie, if this is a sign of what Bernie Sanders is going to be doing in his campaign, give me more of that. Because people want a fighter. People want a fighter. It will galvanize his troops, his volunteers, his people to donate more. And most importantly, you cannot respond to a corporate warmongering bully by asking you, asking politely, can we talk about the issues? No, no. You've got to figuratively punch them in the nose. Period. It's not negative campaigning. It's fighting for your policies, your platform, and your people. Because the people watching right now, a lot of you might volunteer for Bernie Sanders. A lot of you have community events for Bernie Sanders. A lot of you donate money. You probably don't have a lot of extra money to Bernie Sanders. So he cannot, he cannot not respond anymore to Center for American Progress. And Bernie Sanders will be live on Fox News tonight, which is super important too. Uh, He is going on for a town hall a, a town hall on Fox News to uh, discuss uh, with conservative voters his policies, which is brilliant because Fox News has a lot of Trump voters. And I could tell you from personal experience covering the Trump campaign, if you go into enemy territory, you can win. If you go into enemy territory, you can change minds, especially in those Midwest states that got hoodwinked by Donald Trump. How do I know? Because when I covered, Don- when I covered the Trump campaign, Uh, for TYT, and I went to those rallies, which I still need therapy for, when I asked them, who would you vote for if not Bernie Sanders? You know what they told me? Uh, Excuse me. Who would you vote for if not Donald Trump? You know what they told me? Not Ted Cruz, not Ben Carson, not the rest of the circus clown clown car, Bernard Sanders. Mm 